everyone, this is Perfectly Goofy Gale from the Run All the Races podcast, joined with the entire crew today. Joining me, delightfully dopey Kimberly. Hi, all. Photobomb Becca. Hi, everybody. And California Kylie. Welcome Hi, to our latest episode where we talk about what's happened so far this year. Yeah, so this year we're going to talk, well, we're, not this year, we're going to talk about February. We're going to talk about our February races. You all know we already ran um, the Princess Half Marathon weekend, uh, the Run Disney event in Walt Disney World. But what other races were we doing? So um, so why don't we kick it back off to Kylie. Kylie had the best February of all, the four of us. So Kylie, take it away. Hi, guys. Okay, so February in California is definitely still race month. Uh, we have fantastic weather here in, uh, Southern California. And I kicked off my running month with the surf city half marathon and it's held every Super Bowl Sunday. It's one of my absolute favorite races, usually because of my costume. I am a diehard Steeler fan. So I wear my Steeler gear, despite that if they are in the Super Bowl or not. And I get a lot of high fives and a lot of thumbs up. So I was super excited. This was my seventh year running Ooh. this race. And every year I've worn this exact same outfit, mine, like switching up a tutu, switching up a skirt. And this year, I actually got a brand new tank top, a Steeler tank top, and I sewed a Steeler print skirt. So I was super excited, like, weeks in advance. Unfortunately, that race turned into a very dire race because I was extremely sick, and I had no business being out there as sick as I was. And I think we're going to talk more about that later. But I did heal. I did finally get better uh, well enough to attend the Olympic trials where I was uh, lucky enough to get to work the Olympic trials for the marathon. It was incredible running the running through the Staples center in LA. We were in the hospitality VIP suites. And so we had some amazing views of the winners and just all the marathoners together. The irony in that is that the next day was the LA marathon, which I also ran (laughs) It, 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 you know, most people would not spend 10 plus hours on their feet and then go run a marathon. And I'm not ever saying that you should. Kylie, but you have to tell them when you volunteered for the LA marathon, you got to see, you were basically at the finish line. So you yes. got to see first, second, third come in for the men and first, second and third come in for the females. I mean, you were right there. Yes. I was literally, we, we, at the start line, literally we could reach out and touch the, the athletes if we wanted to, um, not that I would, but we actually threw block <laughs> for a lot of the professional photographers that were shooting the event. So uh, we were a bunch of, a lot of volunteers that they kind of rounded up and stuck around them so that nobody would hit them while they were taking pictures. That just meant I got to get the best pictures ever of the start line. And I think we're going to post a few of those on our blog. So if you guys want to see those, definitely hit runalltheraces.com. So that was definitely an amazing, amazing experience. And I am an Olympic junkie. I don't know about you. When Rio comes around, Kylie will be getting no sleep and watching every event until her eyes are red and she hasn't slept in two weeks. So I'm extremely excited about that. And to get to see such a huge piece of history live was amazing. I 100%. That's awesome. Um, The LA Marathon, sadly, uh, again, 
we had another very hot race. It, it was not nearly as hot as the 100 degrees that we ran last year. Uh, it was a freak situation. The day before trials was extremely hot, and a lot of these elites were really battling because most of them don't really train in, in this type of weather mm -hmm. in February. I mean, nobody's expecting to come into a 90-degree day in early February, the day before Valentine's Day. So the only good news is is that's that's a pretty accurate representation of what it might be like in Rio, right? So I mean, you know, they're facing true. potentially a very hot marathon at the Olympics in Rio, so kind of a good training situation. Maybe they weren't as prepared as they want to be, but an interesting training situation for them and potentially a learning experience. Poor uh, Shalane looked pooped at the end, right? Well, yeah, well, I was at the finish line and and she came in and collapsed, and it was it was very scary to actually see that because you never want to see anybody, especially you know, just qualifying to be on the Olympic team and then you collapse the finish line. It's just it was heart wrenching. Well, I was watching it on my TV. And, um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, the, the thing that they were talking about, Shalane was talking about was, yeah, I got to prepare. I thought I was all prepared for this, um, you know, this Olympic trials and, and I know the distance and everything, but I wasn't prepared for the heat. But the thing that they have to take into account is there's going to be a lot more humidity than Southern California had. So that's going to, I think they need to go to Florida and run a few marathons. Oh, heck yeah, right? <laughs> Definitely. I mean, so which we is don't, why we I don't do the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome to see. That's the only reason. Oh, right? oh, oh, oh. That's the only reason. Or marathons. Mm -hmm. Hey, yeah, you can win. <laughs> but yeah, it was awesome just to get to talk to some of them and hear their struggles are very similar to struggles that I personally have every day. You know, and it was really, really cool to to just listen to their stories about just getting there. There was a guy. Uh, that was there and he was injured and he wasn't going to run, but he said, you know, he just wanted to toe the line. He just wanted to be there to say he did it. And he had, he planned on running the first straightaway and just peeling off. But the way it was lined, it was literally lined, you know, with so many people. He said he just couldn't bail in front of all those people, even though he was, he had a legit injury. And so he said he ended up running almost a mile before there were people. And then he stepped off the course. Ah. Oh. Not not show up to something he worked so hard for. Right, right. So you know, I mean, it's it's interesting that these are elites that basically you know are they share the same struggles and the same you know things that we talk about. You know, like should we be there? Should we show up to a race if we're injured? You know, should we show up if we're not a hundred percent? Do we? Do we make it to the start line? You know, so I think I think let's let's talk about that. You know, let's talk about what what happens when you're not feeling a hundred percent and you and you decide to go to a race. So my February um, was much less busy. I had a lot going on with work. Um, I was on travel for a little over a week, um, but I did have um, really only one other race scheduled, um, with the exception of Princess, and that's my um, kind of local area marathon for this time of year. It's the Lost Dutchman Marathon, which is in Apache Junction, which is outside of Phoenix. Um, it's a great marathon. Um, it's not very big. Um, even the half marathon um, that they offer as well is not that big, um, but it's beautiful. I mean, it's in an area of the country where there's just mountains. Um, it's also in an area where there's a lot of snowbirds, and so a lot of 55 and older communities uh, really support the race. So um, 
you don't get a lot of spectators. They're in patches, but they're very excited to see you. Um, they come out in their cul-de-sacs and they bring you water and they give you cookies. And um, it's just uh, it's just a really fun race and it is really, really gorgeous. Um, for the marathon, they actually bus you um, up to the top of a mountain and it's dark out. Um, so if you've never run this race before, you kind of get dropped off in, in what looks like kind of a dirt parking lot and it's dark. Um, and they have all of these Duraflame logs um, that are on fire with little uh, pieces of carpet remnants so that you can sit in front of a little fire because um, it tends to be a little chilly because you're up on a fairly high elevation. Um, and then you wait for the race to start and slowly you see the sun come up and then you realize that you are literally on top of a mountain surrounded by these other mountains. And so it's, it's pretty spectacular. It looks like when you think of an Arizona postcard, this is what the beginning of the race looks like. And so you're at the top of this mountain um, and you run about the first six miles um, down the mountain on a hard packed fire road. Um, so it's almost like a, a bit of a trail race um, at the beginning. Um, I have done this race a number of uh, years in the past, and I hadn't signed up for it until um, really just the week before. Um, I have a group of uh, friends that I run with here locally in Tucson, and they were going to run the marathon. Um, they had run uh, Sedona half uh, the week before, and I was unable to join them for that because of work. Um, and I just hadn't gotten the chance to go run with my local Arizona girl pack. Um, so I wanted to do that. Um, and so I, uh, they actually went up the night before, um, and stayed in a hotel. I had other commitments with work. And so I got up, uh, you know, three o'clock in the morning, got in the car, uh, drove my two hours, uh, to Phoenix, uh, parked and got on the bus with them. Uh, we all rode the bus together. Um, and you know, that morning I was feeling pretty good. Um, I had slept well the night before. Um, you know, I had done the distance um, at the January marathon um, at Walt Disney World. Um, that wasn't a great race because it turned out I had the flu, um, but my legs felt great. Um, it wasn't a leg issue at, at that particular race. It was just an everything else issue. Um, and so I felt like I was pretty prepared for this race. Um, and funny, so funny enough that you were getting ready to tow the line almost an hour earlier then I was getting ready yeah. to run the LA marathon. So, and yep. I, we didn't know that until we got to princess. So that was really, really cool. Yeah. That we really were I running used together. To maybe on the phone to either talk me off the, <laughs> off the fence or, or, or make me keep so, going. But, um, what was your there struggle? were three of us, um, that we had come, you know, to run this race. Um, and I had, I have run with this group of people before, um, really good friends of mine. Um, one was, kind of on a mission and so we sort of let her go <laughs> go <laughs> save yourself <laughs> yeah um and then you know i was i was at the point where i had just come off um you know 12 hour days for you know eight days in a row for work and i knew i wasn't going to set any land speed records um so i was like i was pretty much in this just for you know a nice afternoon run with my friend you know get a chance to talk um and as soon as the race started um, I could feel something in my knee and, and this is a knee that I've had issues with on and off uh, for a number of years. Um, I had about two or three years ago, an overuse injury. Um, you know, if you go back, you see, I had it taped for a while. Um, I had done a lot of races and it just, it was just an overuse injury and it was just achy and grumpy. Um, and then I've, I've, I've <clears throat> fallen on it a couple times over the last couple of months. And so it's kind of reaggravated it. Um, and sometimes it hurts and sometimes it doesn't. Right. So I had kind of a crappy November with it. Um, I set uh, a great local old person, uh, 
half marathon PR with it in December where it felt fine. Um, you know, ran in January where it felt fine. Um, but the second I started running, um, lost Dutchman, it just hurt. And it was that kind of hurt where as a runner, you think, Oh, I'll just run like two miles and and I'll run it out. Right. People have done that. Right. You know, whether that's the right thing to do or not. Right. Um, but it never went away. Um, and it started getting worse. It started so getting when, where... So when did you decide you were just, you were all done with that? So I took a while, right? So like I said, I thought for the first couple miles, you know, I can just run this out. Um, we're running, we're, we're running essentially a trail race with, um, you know, rocks and, and, and a hard packed surface, which is a little bit more lumpy, bumpy, you know, than average. So I didn't know if that was aggravating it. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll make it through six and we'll see what happens, right? Um, but when I hit uh, the pavement and we kept running, I was at seven or eight and I could feel it shooting up the back of my leg and it just kind of felt like my butt was going to sleep. Um, and at that point I knew it wasn't going to get any better. Um, but I had driven two hours to Phoenix, right? And I still had to drive two hours home. So like, you know, I'll be damned if I was just going to give up the ghost at seven miles. And so I hadn't said anything to my running partner, um, because I didn't want her to freak out. Um, so you were so running like, with someone at this time? Yeah, I was. Yeah, we were running together. There was two of us, right? Um, and so I hadn't said anything to her, and we had been keeping, you know, fairly good pace. I was looking back um, at, you know, my little email notifications that I get um, from this race, and, you know, we were running, um, you know, 11, 11, 30, mile, you know, 1130s, which is pretty good because that's sort of what we were hoping to kind of keep for the whole Yeah, time. that's like a five, five hour, 515 yeah. full marathon. Right, which is what we were doing because we certainly didn't want to trip down the first six miles of the of the kind of trail race um, piece anyways. Um, but like I said, by the time I had hit seven or eight and I was, I was getting that feeling that was shooting up and down my leg, I knew I had to stop. So I had made that decision. I'll run a half marathon because at least I felt like it was kind of quote unquote worth the drive, right? Um, and so we get to like mile 12 and a half and there is, um, a water stop. Um, and so I'm like, okay, this is, you know, there'll be another water stop in a mile because they had been fairly frequent. So I was like, oh, I have, you know, maybe 13 and a half and then I'll, I'll get, you know, a stop. Well, the next stop, this is when I finally told my friend, I'm like, I think I'm out, you know, like I've got to run princess. Um, you know, I have to travel. I don't want to kill myself. I really think I need to tap out. Um, it ended up being about mile 14 and a half or mile 15 by the time we got the next stop. So I ended up doing a couple more miles than, than I, I should have or, or really wanted to at that point. I'd sort of mentally decided I was done. Um, but I had never done that before. I'd never walked up to a water stop and said, I'm out. Um, but they were sweet. They were so nice. Like I said, it's, it's manned by a lot of, of people who are, who are retired people. So it was like telling your grandparents that you were done. So really sweet. They got me um, in the car in like two minutes. The guy came and drove and picked me up and dropped me um, off literally at my car. I mean, talk about talk about service. Um, so it was definitely the right thing to do. Um, it was a hard decision, but with the way my leg was feeling, it got less and less hard <laughs> to make yeah. that decision. It was so, the right thing to do. And by the time you got to Princess, your knee was swollen. You were icing it down. It was really, you know, it was really, it was, it was probably you put more strain on it than you needed to, you know, because well, you I were. I have a question for the group. Uh, sorry, Kim, I didn't mean to catch you there. No uh, problem. I was just wondering, what do you guys, because when, I know a lot of our listeners are probably wondering, when is it time 
to tap out? When is it time to listen to our bodies? Because I didn't, and I paid pretty severely running with a very, very bad flu, um, barely made it for the LA marathon. You know, I was very worried about that. So when, when do you think Gail, what do you think? When is it time to listen? When is it time for newbie runners or even veteran runners to admit that this, this is not a good idea today? So, you know, I should have probably tapped out at the first, the first stop, which would have been about six and a half uh, because they didn't have a water stop. Uh, when we were running down the trail on the side of the mountain, there just was nowhere to put it. So it was about six, six and a half when that first one was there. Um, and, and when it started to go from an ache to a shooting pain, I should have been smart. Um, but, you know, I'm a bit bullheaded. You know, that obviously was not the right choice to, to Kimberly's point. When you guys saw me when I showed up for Princess, it was black and blue and it was much bigger than my other knee. Um yeah. You know, and Yeah. So, so know. I think, you know, I mean, I've had a similar situation where I've run a lot of races and everything and and this was a couple years ago where I was running another half marathon and all of a sudden I I had done two back-to-back full marathons as I earned my um marathon maniac um number. And then I had done hill repeats when I was still recovering, my body was still recovering. And then I went into a half marathon. And on mile six, all of a sudden, I heard a pop. A pop so bad, I, I turned around and I said, did you hear that? To my running partner, Janice. And it turned out that I had tore my TFL, which is basically this huge muscle that kind of is part of your gluteus maximus and your, and your IT band, and it's in there. And I had ripped it. And so I basically had to decide then that, you know, I wasn't going to run anymore that race. So I was, I did not finish that race, but I think, you know, right. so the smart thing, the smart thing is, is to figure out when your body tells you to stop before that happens. Right. And some mm-hmm. of that is you just have to kind of get to know the signals that your own body sends. Right. And yeah, but frankly, and Gail, attention to those, right? frankly, Gail, I think you and I are full of crap. Because of the fact that you and I, over the last two years, I have done 50-plus races when I was recovering from breast cancer treatment because, you know, that's how I was dealing with having cancer. And then last year, I think I did only 47 races, right? And then... Took a break, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I I nailed it. You you were really slowing down. Yeah, I I totally did, you know? Those extra three races would have killed me. But then this year... (laughs) I decided, you know what, I'm not signing up for anything in February, besides, you know, Princess, of course. But right now I'm at the point where I'm so sick of running races that I just want to be, you know? And that's where I am mentally now. When it becomes a job and you feel like, oh, but I need that medal. Well, now the medals really don't mean anything for me. And now I'm looking back at myself and trying to rediscover what running really means to me and why I want to run. I think we're in the, a very similar place, Kim. I think we are both. And I think anybody that knows me knows I was struggling big time with just running, just getting to the races and I, you know, putting on, putting on the big show and the, the big costume and everything. And it was a big struggle. So I think that I learned a lot from my mommy this year because she um, had a really bad back injury and ended up having to bow out on November 
um, the Space Coast Half Marathon, which she was in for the Big Bang series, and she wasn't able to do it. And then she um, bowed out in January at the 10K because her back was still bothering her, and she, her doctor had told her not to do it, and she had decided she was going to do it. Um, so she geared up in the morning of the race. She said, I think I don't think this is a good idea. And I said, please, 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 um, you know, listen to your body, stay home. And we're really glad that she did. It was a, we've talked about the January 10 K recap and it was a little bit miserable and it would have been for somebody struggling with a back injury. So I had a little bit of fatigue going on from January into February. Like Gail said, she had the flu. I think she shared it with us because I came back from Marathon Weekend. It's a gift that keeps on giving. You're welcome. Happy Christmas. It was really nice to be able to stay at home in my pajamas for two days. I really kind of enjoyed it, but I don't enjoy the rest of it. So I have to say, this is a little prelude to the March recap, um, that... I had a run in March that has been my favorite run in a long time, and it reminded me of how much fun it is to get out there and do a distance that you're prepared to do when you've trained and you're ready and you gear up for it. So I had a really great March run that we'll talk about later, but listening to your body, knowing when to stay home and stay in bed isn't always a bad thing, and I've I've bailed on a couple of races. Granted, they were small races. So I don't, I think a lot of it, the problem for all of us is that when we sign up for the big ones, that it's a hard time to, to give that up and to let it go. But the small little 5Ks, you're like, yeah, it's okay. So that was my, my February was, was slow. I loved, I loved Princess though. And I ran with my mom on a 10K and it was great. So I think part of the issue is, you know, a lot of these races now, um, the sign-up is becoming so competitive, and you have to do it so early um, that it's hard to know where your body's going to be at, you know, six six to eight months, you know, b- before the race day comes. And then, you know, especially if it's a if it's a high dollar race, or you've traveled for the race, you feel compelled to, you know, run it no matter what because you've spent that that money. Um, and you've potentially maybe missed a deferral or are no longer, you know, able to defer. Or like I said, you, you, you're, you've been on a plane and you're there and you're like, the whole reason I came here was, was to do this. And I think part of it is it gets, it's, it's a mental game with yourself as to, you know, should I listen to my body who's telling me no, or should I listen to my, you know, potentially my checkbook, <laughs> which has already written the check and it's been cashed. Right? Well, well, basically it's, it's head versus heart, right? Because you're also like, oh, but I told everyone I was going to do this. Oh, I put it out there on social media. Well, you know what? The people who love you won't care. And the people who are going to take you out and lynch you, they don't really care either. You know, so I think that you all have to about social media. I think a lot of people get into racing because they see something on social media, which is great because we're expanding everything out. But remember the real reason that you're doing it. If you can do a race and not post about it and be proud of yourself, that's just as good. That's just as good. And I think that's something that, you know, social media has done great for the race industry and has done an amazing job of, you know, pulling people out there, but be proud of yourself, not for the Instagram post, just for the actual, you know, doing it. And 
I understand both. I think I understand everything everyone's saying. I mean, I was a collegiate athlete, so there is a never say die. It's you just do it. You don't care Especially how sick you are. You know, if it's your job, right? You know, right. we talked about the difference between us and the elites and, and like a collegiate athlete. That's quote unquote your job. And if you're running a race because you're an ambassador for that race or you're an ambassador for some of the, the clothing or the shoes that you're wearing, it can be a much harder decision, right? Because then it becomes, you know, will I not be able to be an ambassador for that again, you know, if I don't do this, even though it might be the right thing for me to do. So it becomes a really interesting conversation of, you know, what's the right decision? And at what point do you say, I got to do what's right for me physically over whatever else might happen, right? Yeah, and I think that's I think that's a big struggle in general is that when you're planning these things, you really do have to dedicate a lot of time. People ask me constantly, you run so much, you go so many places. It's a lot of elaborate planning and a lot of help. I have a lot of help from a lot of people to let me do these things, to let me. But you be can get so you can places. get all the help and 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 you can you can get all of the the hotel reservations and you can have all the flight training and you can still have a bad day. It Absolutely. just happens. Absolutely. There's been so many races that, I mean, Surf City, I felt like it was going to be a great race and I was sicker than can be. So, so we've kind of talked a lot about injury and about what to do. And basically the bottom line is listen to your body. And as I don't want this to sound like, you know, we didn't have a lot of fun this month because Kylie, California, Kylie had an amazing cap off to, um, I think she had one of the best finisher photos that we've ever talked, seen. So I'd like to hear a little bit about that. Uh, well, okay. So I worked the, um, LA marathon, the, the Olympic trials first, and then I ran the, um, I ran the Olympic, the, uh, LA marathon after that. And the next day I worked the Grammys. And so I had yet another 19 hour day, basically, actually, I think it was like 16 hours on my feet. More people were amazed that I was still standing, let, let alone running around. still. um, I did and take high heels. <laughs> no, I, I said absolutely not this year. Cause I was not going to do that. My feet really were swollen. They really were tired after just being on them for almost 70,000 steps. Um, it, it was, it was tiring. It was definitely, it was definitely tiring. It was very cool. A couple of the uh, the security guards thought that was so cool they, they, to get a picture of me on the carpet with my medal. So that was really cool. I, I thank them for that. I can't wait to see those photos. <laughs> we'll definitely post one probably on um, the blog on run, run all the races, I'm sure, dot com. So, so, so I guess we're hoping for a better march for everybody, right? <laughs> Absolutely. March just kicked off. It's coming off like, what, is it in like a lamb, in like a lion? What, what? Well, so if it's in like a lion, it's out like a lamb. So if it came in like a lamb, it'll be out like a lion. So it's 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 been pretty lamby in my part. It's been in the 80s, so I don't have anything to complain about. <laughs> well, maybe maybe we'll hear March more. So any kind of fun discount codes coming your, our way? Yeah, so um, this year we are partnering again with Run and Ride Series. They, if you like theme parks and you love roller coasters and you love like 
you know, to bring your family to some of these um, um, parks across the country. Um, we have partnered with the Run and Ride Race, and if you use our discount code, Run All the Races 15, you will receive 15% off a 5K or a 10K or a half marathon at any of the Run and Ride series races. They start at uh, Valley Fair, Kings Dominion, Cedar Point, Carowinds, Dorney Park, Kings Island, all the way from May until October of this year. So get 15% off by using our code. And they're and awesome have races. some great new roller coasters that are opening this year. So you can run, and then most of those also include admission into the parks as well. So it's a really, really good... And game. a medal, really and, a, and a shirt, and park entry, and but read the fine print, but they normally do. And it, it's great deals, great places for families to come around for the weekend, run some races, ride some rides. Do any of those rides go upside down? Uh, just a few, <laughs> just a few. Slow moving <laughs> boat ride. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Is that in the fine print? <laughs> so, okay, buddy, so, so on behalf of the Run All the Races group, thank you for joining us. And have a great running week, and we'll see you on our next podcast. Okay.